0: taco tuesday welcome to the melanated way i'm one of your co-hosts linda entry is well as well as we have the fabulous miss april holloway who is an immigration attorney brings that unique perspective to the show uh, shout out to the live chat y'all got here early listen y'all i barely got my life together listen listen <laughs> y'all. Monday was Tuesday to me. I was telling April, like, are you ready? She's like, what? It's Monday. And then Tuesday came and I ran out of time and then boom, boom, boom. It's 2.30. But we're here. We made it. Welcome. Welcome. Bienvenidos. <laughs> Bienvenidos. We are covering Match Me Abroad season one, episode six. Um, bring me a ring. Bring me a ring. Go ahead and do the Beyonce song. If you like it, then you should put a if ring on it. on it. If you
1: like it, then you should have put a ring, ring on
0: it. it. That part. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Bottom of the show. You can see where you can support the show. Shout out to C. Cruz, who has many AKAs, but I figured it out. <laughs> uh, it was C. Cruz that sent me a lovely uh, little something-something on PayPal yesterday, and it's just a really sweet note saying, um, "Thank you." What did she say? Enjoy all the work you put into your shows. Thank you. Well, thank you, C. Cruz. I appreciate you so very, very much um so you can see where you can do that uh super chat super stickers are available while I'll have your attention go ahead and like and subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend head over to april's page she is streaming simultaneously right now and go ahead and like and subscribe over there all mm-hmm. right we got that out of the way how are you april
1: i'm decompressing today was a lot
0: but it's okay
1: it's okay guys we rise above We rise! We'll enjoy a silly time talking about this show, okay?
0: And still we rise! Okay.
1: Yes. And I'll rise. Yes. All
0: right. Overall (laughs) thoughts of this episode.
1: My overall thought of this episode is I don't want candy from your back pocket.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then.
1: (laughs) no matter how good the day is going. No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, all right then. Uh, I love this episode. I loved it. Uh, I kept saying, yay, yay, yay. Uh, And then I realized, you know, even in America, Americans, you have some of those accents like (laughs) a whole different language. I was like, thank God they have... um, you know, subtitles the subtitles because yeah. i had no idea half the time what he was saying i was like um wait what
1: yeah I, he does have a strong accent but more so i was surprised they didn't ask him to take the snuff out of his mouth
0: is that what it was i was just having a whole hard time to- like he's 100 cowboy and yeah
1: i my uncles used to all have Always, always have snuff in their mouth, and that's exactly how if he if he doesn't, I apologize if you don't, but you sound like you do. That's how they all sounded.
0: <laughs> I feel like Chad has a lot of um baggage, but we'll go. Oh we'll god, get yes. Like, like a lot. A lot. <laughs> Who are all these men still living with their mamas? Like what is happening right here? So of- I wasn't clear on that.
1: I wasn't clear how he described it. If they just live beside each other or they live together?
0: No, he described it as they live beside each other, but like on the same acreage. So there's like eight, nine, 10, 12, 12 acres of land. And he lives in one house and she lives in that, another house. Oh, okay, and like, okay, but still.
1: I like that. I like that. I, I, if I, you know, couldn't do that, I would put my family on the same compound. I would.
0: I like the compound idea, but that is not the vibe that I'm getting, April. <laughs> he lives with his mama. That's the vibe I'm getting. Hmm. Uh, so let's get into it. So Harold. Okay. Oh, Harold. What did you think of his segment? Okay. I
1: am growing increasingly concerned that Harold doesn't see women as human beings. But maybe it is just me.
0: Is that what you got from Tiffany? That's what I, I,
1: I, I, why was he immediately like, oh, we have such a deep connection before he even asked any real questions about her? Why is he immediately sexualizing her? And why is he pushing to get into his hotel and bedroom?
0: Well, that's just a whole Debbie Downer. (laughs) Um, All of those are valid questions and you're probably absolutely right. However, I was cheering because I finally felt like he at least had someone that was more realistic, um, someone that had things in common with him and someone that had the patience to deal with him. I think Mm -hmm. that his outfit made a huge difference. I think leaving the suspenders at home and having that makeover made a big difference in how uh, his date perceived him and received him. So I was happy about that. Um, and I was happy that he was like, hey, I'm going to dress for a cool, I'm going to dress coolly because it's a hot day. So recognizing that, hey, you have some other options. You saw the suspenders, you picked them up and you put them back down. Great. Um, and even just a little bit more Confident, he said it. He feels more confident in his new clothes, and I was like happy about that. Now, did he revert to some of his old ways? Yeah, he drew this. He had a special drawing for Michaela, and you know, you haven't even met her, so you don't really know what she likes. You know, maybe she doesn't like orchids or whatever that was. But like, I get the effort you're you're intending. Um, but it's it's like Stanika's day. It's like everyone bringing her flowers, the flowers start to lose meaning. So you just drawing for whomever, it starts to lose meaning to me. That's how I felt like, oh, so this is your thing.
1: Right. It's for you, not for them.
0: Yeah. Um, and so there was that, but, uh, he meets Michaela and, you know, he greets her with you know, long live and prosper. And I for a minute thought, oh God, this is gonna go terrible. Because he's always he's already being like a weirdo. But she absolutely loved it because she's totally into Star Trek, totally into like Comic Con and video games and computer games and all this stuff. So she embraced that. Uh they even hug. Um, there was like a bit of a name snafu. So she said her name, he said his name, and then he's like forgot what her name was and she forgot what his name was and that a little bit of that was like both of them being very nervous. Um and then, you know, she picked up the date. They were going on a tour of an old factory wastewater treatment plan, which I thought was an interesting place. But they both loved it. What were your thoughts on that?
1: So, like, the first thing I thought about was, remember when Paul made Karini go on the tour of the water treatment plant? Sure do. But this was completely different. But that's what I thought at first. But this actually seemed like a pretty cool tour. So maybe the matchmaker told her a little bit about Harold for her to pick the activity?
0: Probably. And probably said he likes a lot of the same things that you like because she seemed to enjoy this wastewater treatment tour as well. Um, would would that have been something that you would enjoy? I actually, I
1: would. I, I would have enjoyed looking at old technology, old arc architecture. Yeah, I would have liked that. Nice. As long as it didn't stink. Karini was complaining the one they went to smelled really, really bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So both loved it. They both loved the wastewater treatment plan. Uh, they both found it super interesting. And Harold was able to correlate his experience with his job, which I thought was an important thing and very astute of him. So he was like, you know, I work in nuclear power plants. I'm a radiation protection um, person. And so he was like equating all of like the steam engines and the big architecture stuff to his job which made it relatable to her. And I thought, Hey, good job. Right. Good job, Mm -hmm. Harold. Like you took the cue and you ran with it. Um, So they're looking at like steam engines from 1903 and he's explaining how, you know, none of that technology exists anymore and, and how big the technology is and how uh, with that technology, with the newer technology, we can't recreate what they've had since 1903, which I thought was interesting. Like, I'm like, look at me learning something from Harold. (laughs) Uh, First impressions, Michaela thinks that Harold is kind and clever and nice. um, And she thinks that he's not a normal sexy, but something is really nice inside of him. And that to me was really important because we've been saying since the beginning of this, of this new show, that he really needs to understand what his expectations should be, where his limitations are. And he needs to be open to someone who's gonna accept him fully for who he is. And I felt like we had a, a bit of that in Michaela. What did you think?
1: I think so too. I think that she's has some return attraction for his personality. Neither one of them mentioned the height difference. Um, so yeah, I felt positive
0: about that. Um so yeah, me too. So he goes on to talk about how being on the sp- spectrum has affected his dating life. Um he can miss dating cues, but he feels at ease with Michaela, and you could tell he felt at ease because after that first initial like awkwardness, there was no awkwardness. They were both able to do and say what they wanted and even though there was a little bit of a language barrier you wouldn't have been able to notice it because they were 100 like in tune with each other and i thought that that was great now i know you said like at the top of the show like you were worried about him like sexualizing women and not seeing them as full beings um but i'm gonna say baby steps with him right like he i think that because he hasn't had any of his behavior corrected because he doesn't know like like he said the social cues he doesn't know what he needed to correct but with the matchmaker he's learning step by step like oh at first it had to be you know barbie right and it had to be on his terms and and he was hypersexualizing what society said was a beautiful woman and also didn't want to make any changes in and of himself right then he got a taste of that and realized oh that's not working and also i have to be open to changing myself so he had the makeover and now you know has a match that is open to him being who he is so i feel like the next step because you know you guys i saw the preview for next week and excuse my language, but I know this fool's going to fuck it up because <laughs> he's moving way too fast because he's so excited that there's a connection. He thinks that she's the one all, and all the things. And then him, like her being open to him continually extending the date is her just being spontaneous. But at the end of the day, she's still a female. And this is still someone that she doesn't know. And him... Slowly but surely trying to get her up to his room on the first date, her face was like, nahful, no.
1: Yeah, now if he goes on a third date and does the same thing, because remember he asked the first date to come back to his hotel as well, missing all of the cues, then we'll know that's just, he thinks that any woman who entertains his conversation can be invited to come back to the room with him, and that's just wrong.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% thinks that. Cause he's doing the exact same thing over and over again okay so are we done here do we want to uh, i can get my meal prepared at my hotel <laughs> do we want to do that okay are we done eating do you want to come up to my room like he's saying the exact same thing just insert different woman yeah um but in in the meantime uh, he's feeling excited and hopeful about Michaela. He's talking about how love comes unexpectedly, sometimes even in a sewer, uh, given the right conditions. I thought that was hilarious. Was like, that was oh, really uh, funny. look at Harold make a little joke.
1: I didn't know if he knew he was making a joke though, but it was
0: funny. Oh, well, it was funny. <laughs> so Harold's having a great date, um... he's getting a little bit like sentimental on the date, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he thinks that Michaela is smart and tall and cute and funny. Um, and he kind of connects with her when they go on. So they go on the next step of their date, which is the underground boat ride. And, uh, I thought that was sweet like a little boat ride on the date that's really really sweet Um, and he's like oh look giant slugs which would have totally grossed me out personally but they connected she called them slime and she's like oh look it's almost similar in uh pronunciation and then harold goes in for the move And his move was he quickly put his arm around her shoulders. And I was like, oh, okay, Harold, we see you. Did you think that was sweet?
1: It it was, I think it was okay because she seemed to be okay with it. She didn't move away or or anything. So it seemed like she was okay, was, was disruptive receptive I he I mean, was and word. he
0: didn't actually yeah. like p- didn't touch her was like on the back of her seat so i think that that probably was like okay because she like you said she seemed receptive and i was just like ah. and then he fast forwards and he's like is she the one is she the one harold no. you're having a great first day just enjoy the moment be in the moment love the moment But the date was going great for both of them. They both were receptive to each other. She even made a joke, oh, after the boat ride, that was romantic. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So he asked her, you know, do you want to have a beer on the patio? And uh, they do. And they start talking about Star Trek and Comic-Con, him meeting William Shatner. She's, like, excited that she can be a nerd with him. Um, She also thinks that this first date is a great date. Uh, They talk a little bit what she does. She's a receptionist at a spa. And this is the part where I was like, oh, okay. see, this is a match. So he pulls out his drawing book because, you know, you guys, his drawing book, his rock collection, his his idea book, like that's all his thing. Right. So he pulls out his drawing book, even though he's already given her a drawing. Um, and shows it to her, and she actually likes it. She likes it, and she looks at it and thinks that he's talented. Uh, they talk a little bit about computer games and Assassin Creed, and he likes to play that as well. And they drink their beer, and he's like, you know, do you, are you hungry? Do you want something sweet or whatever? No, he said, do you want something to eat? And she's like, sure, something little or something sweet. And he's like, oh, something sweet. And he Stands up and pulls out, like, these watermelon lollipops that were sitting in his back pocket, which is hence where April comes in saying that she wouldn't have candy from anyone's pocket. You want to elaborate on that? I think it's self-explanatory, is it not? Do you want to eat back pocket candy? I don't know. (laughs) Depends on what kind of candy it is, I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... So he excuses himself to use the restroom. Too much beer, he says. Uh, And in the meantime, she's looking through his drawing book and then adds to it. She adds his little son to the house that he drew. And then he got all excited, did the happy dance because he feels like he met his match. Because like who, I'm sure there's no other woman that he went on a date with that ever did that.
1: So I was worried. I was like, is he going to get upset that she's drawing in his book? Right.
0: So glad it
1: worked out. (laughs)
0: No, he was actually really, really excited. Like he felt that this is the one. So he's like, oh, you know, are we finished here? I can get a meal prepared at my hotel, which we've heard him say before. And she's open to it. She says, why not? And that's where we lead them. And I was happy. I was happy uh, that he had a good experience and he can understand his where his matches really should be and what his expectations should be. And I agree with you though, April, I feel like he has still has a lot to learn um, about relationships and about uh, sexualizing women and his expectations of women. Um, But I have a feeling he can get there because what he's shown to me last episode is that he's teachable. Mm -hmm. And so if he's teachable, then that's somewhere to start. However, Harold, if you fuck it up, Excuse my language with what i saw in the preview harold i'll be so upset with you she's already been open she started the day she planned the date she went on the beer thing she went on the boat thing she even came back for a meal to your hotel you need to call yeah. it a beautiful day
1: get out on a high note like george
0: Do you want to come back to my room?
1: Do you want to see my room? Idiot. Do you want to see? Okay.
0: All right. So we'll see. Moving on to Soneka. And Nina. What were your thoughts?
1: I was wondering how come when she's describing how the date went to Nina, I feel like she could have, I feel like she was nicer than necessary. You do? Yeah, she was like, "Oh, we just didn't have anything in common." She could have said, "Like he was rude. He was rude to his mom. He was rude to me. I didn't like seeing that." I thought she took it really easy on him, hmm. on Sala, Sala, right? Yeah, yeah. Sala. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought she was on brand. I think Stanika is showing that she's a classy lady. I think that she's showing that she's done the work uh, for herself. And even though she doesn't have a, a dating history and experience, she what she does have is self-awareness. And she's done the work in order to be the best version of herself. And the best version of herself shows up all the time, even when she's irritated with the situation. And I think that that is kind of cool.
1: That is true. She's a better person than me. She didn't feel like she had to make any digs at
0: Salah. She's like, hey, it didn't work out. Yep. Plus she's stuck on Nordine, like stuck, <laughs> stuck, which often happens, you know, you guys, when you have a great first date, you want to explore what's going to happen on the second and third and fourth and fifth and many other dates if that so happens to be the track. Are you like that, April?
1: Uh, yeah, but I'm also into when she said he texts, not too much, but like not too little. I like that sweet spot is it makes you feel so secure and validated that you both are having feelings for each other I really like that
0: yeah Uh, yeah I'm the worst I'll tell you I'm the worst in I'm a great texter with my friends Um, in dating situation I'm the worst like I never text first it's what is what's happening i don't know why i do that you know that about me i know but
1: i want to let's explore
0: what's What's there to explore i'm like i don't know i don't know i just i respond i'm quick to respond but then i just get like look i just get caught in whatever and everyone says you know if you if you if you're really interested and you'll make time blah 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 i know i just I, i i'll try to be better if they're worth it only. Yeah. These last fools have not been worth it. (laughs) All right, so uh, Stanika and Nina meet up, and she tells Nina that her second date ever was a complete disaster. It was like a roller coaster, and she doesn't even like roller coasters, the highs, the lows. Um, And she just said, you know, you just know when someone's not for you. Um, and he was not for her, Sola was not for her. Uh, and I like how she said to Nina, that date was not it. <laughs> <laughs> there was no chemistry. Uh, hi, Pusola. Hello, do, hello. do you remember her from last week?
1: I do. A
0: Canadian, Nigerian.
1: Yes, So we're all Canadian here welcoming you once again.
0: Here we are lying again. Okay. Um <clears throat> so she says the date's not it to Nina. There was no chemistry, nothing in common, and it just didn't go well. And Nina says, you know, it's a gamble when you do this line of work because Salah represented himself differently when she was doing the intake interview. So he really did give a different impression of himself. Um and so sometimes that that's what you have to deal with, because, you know, is it Chris Rock, Chris Tucker? One of the Chris's said, when you first meet someone, you're meeting their representative. And that is absolutely the case in dating, especially. Um, so Nina apologizes to her, said, sorry, you know, you had to deal with that. Um, and Stanika's like, yeah, you lost points for that date, but you gained points because, uh, and I have been talking and texting and we were even texting during that date. Now, (laughs) as soon as she said that, I, you know, we already know that she really likes Nordin, and she is really like wanting to get to know him more. But do you think that that had something to do with how her second date went? Because she wanted to be somewhere else.
1: I don't because she wasn't texting him when Nina was with her and that's when things were going wrong. She starts texting him later on after they rode the motorcycle together, you know? So I understand in that dead time that she's texting somebody else. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was okay. I think, I think Sala was already on the downfall when he was what she perceived to be rude to his mother. And then when she wanted to ask him questions about it, he got kind of defensive, whether it's because of the translation or because that's how he normally is. It just wasn't going well anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, The live chat seems to agree with you that second date was pitiful, the date was just bad. Um, so she's going back and forth more with Nordine, um, during her date with Salat, but the date was like, yeah, she was over it. Right. Yeah. So Nina has another match for Stanika. Um, but Sneak is not actually really open to it. She wants to go out on another date with Nordine and Nina's like, hey, I don't want you to put all your eggs in one basket and specifically Nordin's basket because you've only gone on one date with him. You don't actually really know him. You came all the way here to meet men. And so I want you to meet men because you're only going to know what you like and don't like by dating various different men. So, like, for example, you had a bad date uh, on date two. Now you know what you don't like. And I'm tending to lean towards what Nina is saying. I think that she should continue to explore because here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want her to have put all her eggs in Nordine's basket and the second date be a bust and mm-hmm. then she wasted all this time because she's romanticizing in her mind how great the next date is going to be. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Same. I think she should do both. Go have a second date with Nordine if he's back in town and also have continued the dates with your matchmaker. But I think Nina should not send her on any more dates with people who don't speak English because it's going to be an automatic, um, you know, not downgrade, but it's going to be automatically, they can't be better than Nordin mm-hmm. on, on that date. So only people who are at Nordin's level or above from this point on, I feel like Sala's interview could not have put him on Nordin's level
0: right absolutely uh carol says first dates can be promising but not the second or the third uh so is a little bit wary she kind of just doesn't want to go on any more dates and she puts it this way i don't want to go on any more of nina's dates <laughs> <laughs> now uh you I mentioned something. So when they were, I didn't take a screenshot of it, but uh, you had the opportunity to take a look at it a little bit. When Stanika and Nordine were text messaging during her date, uh, she mentioned some things and he mentioned some things. Do you want to explore that a little bit? Yeah.
1: So he was giving her, it looked like he was giving her different suggestions of things she should try while she's in Morocco. And one of them was hammam. And I went to a hammam when I was in Morocco and it was excellent. So I sent some little videos to Linda because I was like, you have to do this if you go. You guys, if you go to Morocco, you have to go to a hammam. It's so relaxing. And so yeah, it's like, if you like being naked also, you're going to be naked.
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's the first one.
1: (laughs) So they give you a, a comfy robe to put on. In the more traditional places, they'll give you the one that goes across your chest like this and it looks, has more like designs and colors and stuff on it. But I was at one of the ones that's like more like a spa. So they give you that. And then before you go to this slab right here, you go into a room where they have all of the jets of water all around you. And the person will come in and wash you down. And then you go to this slab and you get on it and you get scrubbed like three different times. Everything gets scrubbed guys. Every crevice of your body. I don't know if I can go in detail on YouTube. Every crevice of your body gets scrubbed and scrubbed good. And then you have your massage. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I wanted to have one every single day.
0: Aw. Well, thank <laughs> you for sharing that because I actually didn't catch that. And I didn't know what that was. So thank you for sharing and explaining to us. And yeah, hopefully one day we'll all get to experience that as yeah, well.
1: Yeah. It's the most clean I've ever felt.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, moving on to the new person, you guys. We finally in episode six get to meet Chad. Um, who is chatting it out? So I will read to you what um this breakdown is. and this breakdown is quite small considering. Uh so it says single Chad 38 Chad lives in Tennessee, but he's hoping a matchmaker can find him a Colombian princess. His goal is to put his three failed engagements behind him so he can finally live happily ever after back at home with his mom and dogs. So his matchmaker is one. Uh, And you guys, if you don't remember who Juan is, let me go ahead and find that picture for you. I'm sure we're all familiar with him by now, Uh, but just in case, uh, here is Juan. And remember, so Juan has Natalie and also Susan. Um, on his roster, and I got to tell you, out of all the peoples, I feel like Juan's roster is the most difficult. Oh, yes. He's taking on the biggest challenges, y'all, because these fools right here. <laughs> Woo! Lord Jesus, he is not getting paid enough, in my opinion. <laughs> Alright, so, overall thoughts on first impressions on Chad, April?
1: I'm going to try and stay positive about Chad, but I will tell you, Him repeating what Mark said about wanting people for a particular skin tone, it really like, it really makes me bristle. Why? Why are you seeking out a specific skin tone? It's uncomfortable. But I'm going to try and stay positive. Maybe there's more there we don't know about him. I was really sympathetic listening to his his um, his background. I don't know if it was a combination of Father's Day just passing or what, but I did get a little emotional when he was talking about his background. But um, so I'm gonna give him I'm gonna keep keep an open mind and see you know how Chad develops.
0: All right, I'm glad you went first because I was about to tear him a new one. But I, I do <laughs> find his um, story about being depressed and not wanting to date. Because his dad recently passed, um, very relatable. Uh, so I will give him that. Uh, my first impressions of Chad, though, are were uh, I felt like, like, it just, I just felt like he has a lot of red flags for me personally. Um, I think I said this to April off air, but I re- I'm realizing more and more, depending on where you are in America, like you guys have some crazy different accents that I I just, I'm like, is that English? Like, I even have to be like, wait, what? Um, I found him really hard to understand. And I was shocked on how introverted he was. um, And not, he didn't try to make it easy for anybody. It's like, cater to me, cater to me, cater to me. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm not trying to make any type of effort. That's what my impression was. So who is Chad? Chad, 38, Tennessee, uh, lives on a bunch of acreage with his mom, Patsy. He's from the South. He loves outdoors. He loves dogs. He should probably be matched up with Susan because he <laughs> his dogs are like his children. Uh, he works for a shipping company, <clears throat> drives a tractor trailer truck, hobby that he said like a million times is that he loves to cut grass and when he continued to say that that was his hobby that's what he likes to do that's what he um likes to do to decompress okay i get it like but like how many times are you gonna tell us that but he loves to cut grass he he predominantly loves to like cut the grass so that there are those specific straight lines that you can see in the grass that brings him joy and happiness and peace and love and rainbows and unicorns takes the stress away um, from his life. And he's been feeling stressed because he's anxious because he is looking for his perfect match. <sighs> Did you want to say something before I carry on? No. Lots of land. He's living on lots of land. You can tell that he's like, you know, a gardener type of person. He was bringing in flowers and mulch and all that stuff. Um, wanted to make sure that we knew that he had eight acres of property. His mom lives beside him on another four acres. So they have 12 acres of land between the two of them. He's really been there for his mom. His dad passed three years ago. He was really close to his dad. He misses his dad a lot, uh, brought him into a dark space. He's been grieving ever since. Uh, he hasn't wanted to date as well because he was in that dark place, depressed, um, but realizes now that his dad would want him to carry on and live his life and live his best life. He yeah. also wants to honor and cherish his family by having a family of his own and having children and creating grandkids uh, for, you know, his, his mom. Now they threw in some things to me that, okay, all of that I absolutely is relatable and we've all dealt with grief and loss and all that stuff. So that was very relatable. But then he started talking about how he's been engaged three times, but April they didn't go into any type of detail. When were you engaged three times? Was this back when you were 18 or is this more recent? Was it spread across? I need some more information. I need right. some more background because the number of times you're telling us that you were engaged three times, but why and when is important to know. That's all true. we know is that he's been engaged three times. He feels like he rushed all three. His mom says it's because he's been wanting someone so bad that, you know, he's just filling in the blank insert fiance here, insert fiance there. Um, and then he goes into this whole thing, April, that I want to hear what you have to say as an American woman. Um, he says he's dated an American woman and it hasn't worked for him. Um, and then he says he's worked with Colombian women and, in the food industry. And he believes from that experience that Colombian women have respect. They respect family, they respect marriage, they know about loyalty um, more than American women. And so, you guys, I mean, you, okay, April, you go first. Because, okay, no, I'm going <laughs> to. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't know how you're doing apples to oranges. I don't know how you're getting from A to Z. I don't know how you're making the math, math, but uh, you've dated American women and then said that you've had bad experiences with them um, and it hasn't worked for you. But then in that same breath, you also acknowledge that you rushed all three of your past engagements. So I would hope that you would take some ownership for that. And then you've never dated a Colombian, but you have worked with them and because you work with them and you specifically say in the food industry, you think that you can compare working with Colombian women and dating American women and then come up with, oh, well, Colombians are more loyal and respect family and yada yada, are loyal, yada yada yada. Are you saying that from the working environment and how you're perceiving? their work ethic, and then you're then translating that into like how they would be in a love relationship? I'm confused. April, go.
1: He's saying a lot of things that are translating to me as he's looking for a spicy, exotic wife. Um, He's looking for someone to be subservient to him. Um, He's looking for someone that he'll have more control over and might have less opinions. That's what I hear. Like somebody who's not going to have as many political opinions or social opinions about what's happening in the U.S. as someone who was born here. He does not come off to me as someone who would enjoy having a conversation about the political landscape of this country. Um, And I want to say something immigration-wise as well. We've seen this a lot of times, we saw it with like Natalie and Mike and there was another person in rural, a part of uh, Chicago, like an outside suburb. But if you're going to specifically seek out an immigrant for a companion, you need to go to, in my opinion, a place that's comparable in their country. Like You don't go to a city to bring someone to a country it presents a lot of difficulties for them, especially during that year or so that they cannot work. It's very difficult to get around, to make friends, to to do anything for yourself when all you have is that country around you. And making marriages work is difficult enough. So trying to make a marriage work in that situation is really difficult. And then they get upset on the backside and say, this person used me for a green card. No, you had them living in green acres.
0: I hear you. 100%. I hear you.
1: Okay, I'm done. Kind of. But I'm going to try and stay hopeful for for him, even though I don't have a good feeling about it. I don't know. I think think he just hit me with a soft spot because his dad passed, honestly. I think that's all that's happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, uh, as many of you guys know, my dad passed a few years ago. And so it's very relatable, but I I just can't, I can't, uh, I can't let some of this stuff go. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, not sorry. So when he said that he loves, quote, their skin tone and dark hair and how they're always smiling and happy. I'm sorry, I got triggered because I have come across many men in America who sexualize uh, black women in that exact same way. I love your skin tone. Oh, your skin tone is so beautiful. Can I, no, you can't touch it. so weird. And man. then the whole, oh, you know, you should smile more. You should smile more. It makes you less intimidated. It makes you more approach, like all that. And maybe it's just triggering to me because I've experienced that over and over and over again, um, you know, as a black Canadian in America. Uh, I don't appreciate it because I think that you're looking uh, for something specific. I think that you are sexualizing a whole uh, race and culture and especially know nothing about it. Because, again, he's never dated a Colombian. He said he's worked alongside uh, Colombian people. In the food industry, but that's all he knows. He has not even traveled. He's never left America. He's never left a state. He's never been on a plane. He doesn't know anything about it. But yet you're sure that you like their darker skin tone and long hair and how they always have a smile on their face. That to me sounds like you're hypersexualizing a whole group of women. And I just don't like it. Absolutely. Rant over. over. Um
1: And you're not alone in feeling like that.
0: It's quite terrible. Um, Okay, so Chad is absolutely convinced that he knows his true love is in Colombia and then goes on to say, oh, Lord, you guys give me the strength (laughs) to not go off again. Okay, so he says that he knows it's going to be, these are his words, not mine, It's going to be hard for a white guy going to a foreign country um, not knowing Spanish and barely English trying to find love.
1: That's basically what you guys do everywhere. That's like white guy MO. You colonize everything.
0: (sighs) Now Chad. I want you to take a seat in your eight acres, like just go in the straight lines that you create in the grass that you cut. Go ahead and sit down somewhere in that pasture. I want you to think about how you can take responsibility for your own actions. I want you to maybe call Stanika and ask Stanika, what type of self work did you do in order to figure out who you were as a person? Because Chad, okay. Hard for a white guy going to a foreign country. You can't even make it work in your own country, which is America. Okay. And so in America, you're saying American women are the problem. And now it's going to be hard for you to take your show on the road and go to a foreign country. And as a white man, that's going to be hard for you. Those are your words. I'm going to need you to, like I said, take several seats, sit in that green pasture of that beautiful lawn that you cut and do some self-reflection because what you're saying right now sounds ridiculous. Oh, I think I did that very well. Very succinct. Thanks. Juan is his matchmaker. He loves Juan, he thinks that Juan is easy to talk to, Juan cuts up with him, and uh, Juan's opinion of Chad is that, you know what, Chad is determined to find love, and uh, one of the bad things is that he's a country boy, and like April was just saying, you can't bring a country boy into a big city like Medellin and think that that's not going to be a problem. However, Juan thinks that maybe they can use his country charm to his advantage. Now here was the next red flag. So not only is Chad saying that all American women suck and it hasn't worked out for him and that he needs to have a dark skin, long hair, always smiling Latina. um, He also is holding on to some baggage. And one of the baggages that uh, two out of the three women that he was engaged to cheated on him. One was via long distance, right? So If he's going into a long-distance relationship right now, meaning he meets someone in Colombia, at first that's going to be long-distance. That's going to be a trigger for him. I don't think he's done the work in order to get over it because this is one of the first things that he mentioned that he got cheated on. Uh, The second uh, person that cheated on him... He mentions that he was with her for eight to nine months. She went to the bar, met someone, and messed around. Again, triggered by cheating. So you know he's going to have some trust issues. And also, he has not done the work. And I'm not the only one that's saying that. Because guess what? Juan, his matchmaker, and again, I'll pop Juan up because Juan's I like Juan's style. And I like how he realizes that he's got a really uh, difficult group of individuals he's working with uh juan says that chad has a lot of baggage from his past which is not a plus juan also goes on to say that chad has never traveled before which is also not a plus uh, and he's never been like anywhere abroad which is also not a plus <laughs> um, so juan's gonna throw him into the deep end tells chad that his date will be waiting for him at the airport and I just want him to go. I don't want him to overthink. I don't want him to do the most. I just want him to be in the moment. And so Chad makes it to Columbia. Uh, Does mention that it's his first time on an airplane, first time out of the country. And because he is so self-important, he feels like everyone is looking at him, which I understand April is him just not having any experience and in being intimidated in a foreign country where English is not their first language. Um, but I, I would have preferred him to say that.
1: Right. Um, what did you think about the idea of his date waiting there at the airport?
0: I mean, it wouldn't have been for me. Like that right. Juan, if I was one, if one was matching me, that's not what he would have done for me. Right. You know? That wouldn't have been for me at all right like not one bit um but then you know i'm not in chad's situation uh so chad feels like everyone's looking at him and it's his first day in two years he does the darcy uh airport refresh in the bathroom and you guys remember uh the infamous darcy scene he does that he like you know cleans his pits changes his shirt the whole nine Uh, And his date, Maria, is there waiting for him. And she has a welcome to Columbia, Chad, sign. He sees her. It's awkward. And it stays awkward the whole time. So they hug. And he is impressed with Juan. And why is he impressed with Juan? Because he thinks that Juan has gotten him everything that he told Juan he was looking for for physically, she's tall, she looks like a model. Um... Oh, that. <laughs> and so he just liked the physicality of her. Did you wanna add anything?
1: Um. Yeah, that was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was thinking that maybe I just don't like men. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, that, cause I didn't like it. And then I said, April, why isn't he allowed to compliment her physically? Like, why isn't he allowed to say, yes, she's what I wanted physically. Why isn't he allowed to say that? I was like, maybe I just don't like men.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, okay. That's definitely something that you're going to have to explore, but I think that it, it was, uh, it stood out to you because he like Harold, is only focusing on the physicality of what they think they want, right? So with Harold, we have Barbie, blonde hair, blue eyed. Uh, With Mike and Chad, we have long, dark hair, dark skin, beautiful, all the things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can have a type, but what else are you looking for on a deeper level? Because guess what, we match you or they match you with exactly the physical type that you say you want and it's not a match because it's never gonna be a match if you're gonna be so superficial that it's only about the looks. Correct. Um, Okay, so he thinks that she's tall, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful model. Her first impressions is that he's a typical American, like a cowboy movie, doesn't speak any Spanish, um, but, you know, she's going to try to get to know him. So she's going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he comes across like a lot of Americans do, you guys, where you just come in all American. And you know what I mean by that, April? All American in a foreign country and then everyone has to bend to your ways. What you don't speak English? What? Why is everyone well, looking at me? Oh, because I'm being loud? What? Where's McDonald's? You got Walmart here? No Walmart? How do you not have Walmart?
1: We forgot to mention earlier how he was like, oh, I'm having trouble with Spanish because I can't roll my R's. Sir, you're having a lot more problems before the R. You're having problems with A, B, C, D. (sighs) That's Bustola, yes. Busola, absolutely. That is what I was feeling. Thank you.
0: I think chats fetishizing comments earlier about Colombian women makes every compliment seem creepy.
1: Which- like she was looking at her skin. Like, yes, I rub the lotion on the skin.
0: <laughs> oh my god! What is that movie? That is from <laughs> um, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Okay, so they have they hug. They do their greeting. They get into the rideshare. Lots of awkward silence. She's always having to start the conversation. He's just looking at her. Um, you know, she's like, "What do you like to do for fun?" And for the hundredth time, he likes to cut grass, which I would totally think is a weird thing to say when someone says, "What do you like to do for fun?" I would think it was weird. I would too, but. <laughs> somebody asked me what I like to do for
1: fun once and I said eat instead of saying like, try new food or go to
0: restaurants. And they made lots of jokes about it. I mean, you like Maria, like she likes to go to restaurants, go to movies. She's an extrovert. He is, and she was expecting him to be more of an extrovert, but he is shy and introverted And he even said that like he's sitting there thinking, oh, should I have come now? Does she like me? Should I not have had this date? So he's carrying a lot of baggage, you guys. And I'm hoping that he will be able to get to the root of the baggage uh, before he, you know, throws that baggage onto somebody else. But I have seen some of the previews and it doesn't look like it's gonna go very well because he hasn't done the work yet.
1: You know, he had three engagements that didn't go forward, and he didn't consider that he was the problem yet, so it's probably not going to happen now.
0: Right. He's not the problem. All the American women are. Sir, yeah. stop it. Hi, it's me. I'm the
1: problem. It's
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> and last, and, you know, very problematic in my opinion. Susan, what were your thoughts on Susan?
1: I feel so bad. Like I actually almost cried watching Susan because I really thought in the beginning that she was not unreasonable, but then I saw this and I'm like, Oh no, she's, she's completely being unreasonable. And then again, I thought, am I too, am I too unreasonable? Susan, are we in the same canoe?
0: <laughs> I'm only going to laugh.
1: That's it. I'm not going to say
0: anything. I'm not going to say anything I've always thought since episode 1 that she's unreasonable and she's not open and she's less open than she thinks she is and she's not flexible and her list of has to have is extra long. Um so I'm just going to go with that. So it's been a couple of days since her date with Carlos. Uh, even though, in her words, he was fun, loving, energetic, adventurous. Um, she feels that he's too young for her. Um, also is blaming Juan uh, because she's like, I don't really quite understand why uh, Juan is doing such a terrible job matching me uh, on these dates. And she wants to have a conversation with him about the direction that he's going with her dates, which is a very typical um, of mm. people who are controlling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and close-minded. Um, I, I personally think, in my opinion, that uh, she's so used to controlling her life. She's so used to being single that she doesn't know what it looks like to, to move outside of that space. Um, And I personally think that because she's been single so long and she shoots people down for whatever reason. And listen, the more she started talking here, the more I, I saw, wow. So you're one of those that's going to blame everyone else, but you're not going to take responsibility for your stuff. And you're a liar. She was, she was a liar in this episode, straight out liar to her, a matchmaker. And if you want your matchmaker to do your his job, you better be more honest, not only with him, but with yourself.
1: And that's right. the problem. If you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with other people. That part. That's the problem, yeah.
0: Um, your bestie says that she sees you in your feelings this episode.
1: Yes, I am. I think I'm ovulating, Crystal.
0: <laughs> so one <laughs> <laughs> comes over. And she thinks that she's going to give it to him, right? She's going to tell him how terrible a job, but but Juan comes in, guns a-blazing. He's like, I have some feedback from Carlos. Um, what do you think Carlos would say about your date? She's like, oh, he would say that we had uh, fun. And Juan's like, yeah, I mean, he had fun, and he thinks you're a beautiful person. Uh, But here are some things. You make excuses to avoid um, some topics, and you do that by bringing your little toy poodle dog who you, in your words, call yourself being an overprotective dog mom. But he sees right through that, as does Juan. And you use that as your security blanket so that you don't have to do and say and be who you should be on a date. Correct. He goes on to say that Carlos says that you closed down and that you didn't want to talk about your past. And then she lies and says she answered questions about her past. And I'm going to need her to go back and watch the footage because in the footage, she freaks out and says you don't know me like that i don't know you like that so we're not going to talk about this and only certain people should be able to ask me those type of questions i'm paraphrasing but you get the point that's what she was saying yeah she didn't want to talk about it and she lies to herself she lies to juan and says that she answered questions which she did not um then because the date was going so well and she started freaking out and then she's like you know he asked her about personal questions so because she got mad about that she ended the date abruptly don't remember go back and watch it instead she lies for a second time and says that they ended the date because her dog hadn't eaten all day now april if she is such the and all the dog lovers out there you know who you are okay i just watched a TikTok tock of a woman and her dog she built her dog a, a whole room a bed and a whole room a tv the whole nine yards. so <laughs> you extreme dog lovers you know who you are you do anything for your dog so if april april <laughs> i keep saying april if susan is this quote-unquote, overprotective dog mom who literally says she travels all over the world with her dog, didn't want to board her dog, brought her dog on this trip where she's looking for love, okay? Says she's a dog mom, right? She's a mom. She she refers herself to a, as a mom to a furry animal, okay? If she's all those things, then how are you going to lie to one and say you ended the date because, um, hold on, uh, because your dog hadn't eaten all day. If you're such a great dog mom, would you not have planned for that? So in that bag that you're carrying your pooch in, you don't wanna add some extra snacks for your dog. In the last episode, you shared wine with your dog. You let the dog lick the wine off your finger. So, like, are you a wino or are you a dog mom? Because someone might say that you're an irresponsible dog mom if you didn't bring snacks and food for your dog, knowing that you were going to go on a day date. Yeah. She's... Oh, but because it's a lie. That's why.
1: Because yeah, right now you're just
0: alive. lying. Mm-hmm. You left because... Carlos asked you a hard question and you weren't open to answering it. Then, um, Carlos goes on to give feedback to Juan saying that Susan doesn't want quote, nothing with anyone. Goes on to say that her attitude makes it difficult for everyone she encounters. Now, Juan says, goes on to say that, you know, these are difficult conversations that he has to... Time change. I kind of don't know what's what, who's who, what day it is, but I believe it's Taco Tuesday. So welcome. I'm your host Linda Antwi and welcome to 90 Day, The Melanated Way. What is we that? We are covering season one episode 10 of 90 Day off
1: All- No clue.
0: It was under...
1: Wait, do what's I have something in
0: the background? A lot of like... Is that me issues about should I get discovery plus should I not I'm a
1: truth. All of that stuff. And I. okay. I don't have
0: anything on pure drama.
1: It's Linda. She's the problem. She'll fix it and come back guys.
0: Okay. That was so weird.
1: Did your phone just start playing? Your one of
0: your videos? No, it was my computer. That's never oh, wow. happened to me. I don't even know where it's still coming from. I had to just res anyways, that was so weird. That was like all, and that was like, anyways, really weird. Okay, so back to Susan, y'all. Sorry about the interruption, technical difficulties. Uh, she basically is like lying. Okay. And she doesn't realize that her attitude is the problem. She's the common denominator with all of her dates. Uh, And Carlos is like, you know what? I get it, but we're going to need to have these difficult conversations because I need you to learn and grow from this. So eventually you can find love. And then this is the part that I was like, oh, he's being serious. He's like myself. Miguel and Carlos, we find you guarded and we find it that you make it so difficult for the other person that there is no second date. You find flaws in them immediately. And and Juan even said in the first 10 seconds. What were your thoughts on that, April?
1: I thought he read the situation correctly, especially because the only response she could give was, he wants to be an actor. Um, when she didn't even ask him any questions about what else does he do to support himself, she made an assumption that she would be supporting him.
0: And he didn't even say he wants to be an actor. He said he likes acting, but he does a lot of other things. So that's right. Be clear on that right. so so Juan brings out her list because he wants to show her in black and white because she needs to see it. Some of the things that she said she needed. So she said she needs him to be handsome. Is Carlos handsome? Yes. But then she like degrades that, for lack of better words, she degrades that fun date that she had by saying, But I didn't want to kiss him. Okay. (laughs) We go back. You were ranting and raving on how handsome you thought he was. So Next, she says she needs funny and charming, which Carlos were were both of those things. She goes on to say that she needs someone who's well-traveled and spontaneous. Carlos was also both of those things. Um, Financially stable. Guess what? Carlos is financially stable. So she has to also make a dig in there and say, yes, but he wants to be an actor. And he's doing what a 36-year-old does. Well, what does it? that a 36-year-old does, because you keep saying that, but I'm not clear on what you mean by that. What exactly do you mean? If he is just as handsome and kind and funny and charming and travel well-traveled and spontaneous and has his own money, all the things you say, what is it that a 36-year-old is doing?
1: I don't think she would have an answer to that question for you.
0: Juan says she's not ready for a relationship. Juan says that she needs to be more open and she even acknowledges that it's hard for her to be vulnerable. So she's going to have a really hard time in life because unless she is willing to do the work and the inner work and confront her own demons, it's always going to be someone else's fault. And, there, and she's going to say, oh, it's because I'm picky. Um, no, Susan, it's because you're being unrealistic and you have some personal work to do.
1: I wonder if there would be a way for him to say um, you you were required to go on two dates with the same person. Like that's the requirement for you.
0: I wish she does do that because she needs it. she needs to get outside of herself. But I'm curious, you guys, what you guys think in the live chat. You guys have been a little quieter than normal today. Um, Those of you guys that are watching the replay, go ahead and uh, comment and we'll definitely get back to you. As always, April, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. You guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Head over to April's page, Holloway Legal, PLLC, and like and subscribe over there as well. And uh, we'll see you guys all very soon. Any last parting words, April?
1: Oh, yeah. You can go see my Morocco videos because I have more about the Hammam and the spa and the food and everything in there, okay?
0: I almost forgot our list.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your
0: word, so we're doing a list, you guys, uh, our, we're calling it our lovers list, the things that we're looking for. On April's list, uh, Jadenna, artist, <laughs> curious, reflective, chunky, financially stable. On my list, humorous, thoughtful, spontaneous, uh, financially stable in the sense that they're a giver and generous. What is your word for today?
1: My word for today is going to be honest.
0: Honest.
1: Like the hard honesty. Not the trivial honesty. The hard taking a look at yourself and being accountable for things you've said, done in the past, and may do in the future.
0: Okay. My word for today is going to be loving mm. I'm a sucker for loving like a lover who just like the small things the big things just always very loving yes excellent all right our list keeps growing we'll see by the end of the season where that puts us all right you guys thank you so much we'll see you next time
1: Bye.